0: Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media. We're Nashville's On Demand Sports Talk Network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Again, still working on Twitter. Also, hit us up on Instagram and TikTok. We're Nashville's On Demand Sports Talk uh, Network. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us, and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the Nashville area at renterswarehouse.com. Mandu, the pulse of fitness, one fifteen 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Wilson County Hyundai, if you're looking for a new car, make them a part of your car buying process in Lebanon at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. And the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Zach, normally I am the pessimistic one. Normally I look at, uh, I dig and I find the negatives and things. Uh, but today I am going to be a little positive on what that game yesterday showed me about the Titans and the re- what they can do with their final five games of the regular season uh, after this bye week. But what are your thoughts on me waking up after a 23 point loss to the Patriots and being optimistic somewhat about the Titans?
1: Well, I'm curious to see how you're going to spin this uh, because, you know, they, they made, they, they played okay at times, but then ultimately, you know, I think the cream rose to the top yesterday with new England being the better team. That's why they were favored by more than a touchdown. So, uh, I don't know. I'm curious to, to hear what you have to say.
0: Well, I think the Titans played pretty well until they crushed themselves with catastrophic mistakes. And it wasn't just small mistakes, but it was literally a catastrophic mistake. So I like a lot of the things that the Titans did yesterday uh, against the Patriots. They ran the ball at uh, with ease, at ease for over 270 yards on the ground with guys who are their fifth and sixth running backs of the season. That's pretty, uh, pretty remarkable that they had two guys go over 100 when they were the fifth and sixth running back uh, of the season. Uh, and then early on, I thought Todd Downing did a really solid job. Of the passing game with Ryan Tannehill, without their top three or four wide receivers that started the season, and they get were able to move the ball quite a bit up and down the field, and they in the defense forced field goals. And so I said this in the post game show that I like the fact that they ran the ball without Derek Henry, and that that they also uh, were able to force field goals in the red zone, even though they gave up a bunch of yards to the Patriots. They never broke until the dam completely broke overall. So the reality about that Titans game and the loss to the Patriots, Zach, is the Titans had three turnovers in Patriots territory, plus two missed kicks, a field goal and an extra point. And that kept a minimum of 13 points off the board. And all of that happened when it was a two score game or less. And the last of those three turnovers, came with 26 to 13. The Titans had fourth and goal at the one and they threw an interception in the end zone. And so it it, it sucked, but like the Titans were right there. The two fumbles were catastrophic. They were both in plus territory. So you saw them move the ball a lot. And again, I'll get into why I think this means something for the future of these five games, but it wasn't all bad
1: until it was the worst it could possibly be. Austin, let me stop you there. And I I appreciate your positivity to a degree, but that's the whole reason why they've lost the last two games. They they were in the Texans game too. uh, They had an ability to come through and win that game. There was a point in time where they played well enough to a degree to be able to be within striking distance of a win or a tie and the same thing happened. So I, you, they repeated the same mistake. Right. Yes, they did. They did. And so that's not I guess, positive. I guess
0: how, I'm, how I'm looking at this is I'm, look, I'm not looking at this about why they lost to the Patriots game. I'm looking at this at the, from the perspective of what can they do the last five games of the season to put themselves in the best situation for Derek Henry to come back and to be successful in the playoffs, right? But without Derrick Henry, they make mistakes. <laughs> right. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. that That is also reality of the Titans. Without Derrick Henry, they make a bunch of mistakes. Without A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, they make a bunch of mistakes with their practice squad guys that are having to be forced into starting action and playing starting snaps. So again, I'm not making excuses for the loss. I'm trying to take what I saw from that game and, and use that to project what the last five games of the season can be after the bye week. Does that make sense? The perspective I'm coming from Uh,
1: slightly, but the players aren't going to change that drastically. Derrick Henry's not walking through that door after the bye week or the next week or the next week, but the, but the players that have replaced the good players are no good. They get, they give you a, a good portion of play to a, a, a point And then all of a sudden, they start to show their hand of being practice squad guys or shouldn't be on the roster guys. That's what the Titans are dealing with. Uh, Nobody's arguing that. But the issue is they have made the same mistake in back-to-back weeks. And and, and the NFL is very smart. And I love this show. I, I assume they do this still on the internet. It's called Turning Point. There is a turning point in every single NFL game that changes the momentum and usually changes the outcome. And in the two games against the Texans and the Patriots, the turning point of the game has been self-inflicted Titans mistakes by their own players. That's not positive. If, if, if if, I'll give you an example, Uh, the, the interception at the goal line now you could question the three plays, but that was good defense, right? Yes, I mean yes, was linebacker was in position, yep. tipped the ball, and and the, the the Patriots defender picked it off. That's that's I think you can go to sleep at night saying, well, the defense beat you on that play. But you can't go to sleep at night when you are self-inflicting your own wounds and running for thirty yards and then foreman fumbling, right? Mm-hmm. Or uh, in Houston not being in the right position and having a punt hit you in the leg and giving field position back to a bad team. These are self-inflicted wounds that are not positive. They are. They
0: are. But what I, outside of Des Fitzpatrick, because Des Fitzpatrick is his own conversation, but you've seen Chester Rogers make a catastrophic mistake against Houston. You saw uh Hilliard, fumble the football against new England and gave up three points the other way. Bad mistake. Now he redeemed himself with a big run, right. And scored a touchdown to get them back in it. You don't then, want
1: to have players having to
0: redeem right. themselves. So Foreman, Foreman fumbles. And that, that ended the game. Like Foreman fumbling on that play, I think was the, was the boom stake in the game. The Patriots will win this game and the interception and the goal line on the, in the end zone, was just icing on the cake, but that could have made it interesting for longer, right? They were still so the, down thirteen. <laughs> they, they were de- yes, but if they score a touchdown there, then they could be down by six. Uh, and if Foreman score, if Foreman doesn't fumble, they they could take the lead if they score a, turn, a touchdown there. So, but my my point is, you've got Rogers, Hilliard, Foreman, those three guys, and then blasting game fumbles at the end. That that's irrelevant, right? The game was already decided. So those three guys. That's their only mistake. Those three guys have yet to make the second mistake. And so here's why I feel this way is like, and somebody just mentioned it uh, in the comment section. Let's see if I can scroll back up to find it. Uh, You know, if I have a chance to do it uh, uh, quickly or not, maybe not. But somebody basically commented that the Titans backups are getting good experience in these games. And and I, I agree with that. They are getting experience in these games. They're making mistakes that are, Teaching moments and learning lessons that get that get them cut if the team's not as injured as they are. But I, I I do think when you're looking at this team and that game yesterday, there's a lot of good things you can take away from it, and then massive teaching moments to not allow for those bad catastrophic things to continue to happen, so you can go win a few of these games in the last five games of the season win the division, have a home playoff game, and then when you get other guys back, you're in a better
1: spot. I guess here's where I'm at. Uh, It's week 12 of the season. We're not playing learning lesson games. You you are. We're not not sitting here trying to play patty cake and say, oh, well, made a mistake. This is is not that. Zach, it's
0: not week 12 for Deontay Foreman. It's not week 12 for Don Hilliard. It's not week 12 for Dez Fitzpatrick. It's week three or four they are acting like
1: these guys don't know how to play football. Hold on to the damn ball. It's, it's not physics. It's not rocket science. It's not something that's over your head. Dante Foreman's been playing football since he's a peewee. He's a peewee. Give me a break. Don't sit there and say, oh, they don't know what to do. You know how to hold on to the damn football. That's a bunch of baloney. Now you got me heated. Because you don't treat them like they are elementary uh, no, school again, players. Like, They're not. That, They're grown-ass like men that, that, that know. Look, Hilliard. I'll give you an example. Hilliard put two hands on that football and still fumbled. What the hell? Because He's the, this, this, these are, this is ridiculous. He
0: is the sixth running, John Terrell Hilliard.
1: No the, one cares. Stop talking. I'm
0: talking. I'm talking. No I'm talking. One cares. I'll let you talk. Okay. Yeah. I, I care because it's the reality. The reality is the Titans are using their sixth running back of the season and like their 12th wide receiver with Cody Hollister. And those guys will make mistakes because they are not supposed to be playing the amount of snaps that they are playing because of the injury situation. That is the reality. When you have practice squad players playing starting snaps, they make more mistakes because they're not used to doing that. And they're not supposed to be relied upon that heavily. That is the reality of the NFL. It's the reality in business, right? If, if some, like when you You were fired,
1: you get fired.
0: And and the Titans can't afford to fire anybody because they got everybody else getting hurt.
1: But right? don't compare this to business, bro. Right. I know what business is. If no, you can't yeah. do the job, get the hell out of here. Dude, and, you're, and jumped, you're, a, stop, you're a professional. Dude, okay, stop, you're a professional. Stop, stop.
0: You're, you're not even listening to what I'm trying to say here because you cut me off. In in the business, in, in, in life, in life, people have roles. And whenever people are elevated to a role because of whatever necessity, they make mistakes because they're not equipped to play that role. That is fact. That's, that is the, true. That's that is their life. job
1: description I understand. is to no. hold on to the freaking football. <sighs> they got one job. Get the ball, hold on to the ball and run with the ball. I mean, it's it's fluid and they can't execute that. You talk about the self-inflicted mistakes I, I tweeted that out, Austin, yesterday. You you doubled down on what I said. I tweeted this out. I said, we will look back and say the Dante Foreman fumble sealed the Titans' fate in this I, game. I agree. I agree.
0: I'm not focused. I have put that game yesterday to bed. Understand like the perspective that I'm talking about right now is not about yesterday. It's not about losing in Foxborough. It's about the next five games after the bye week, right? But that's
1: the reason why There's, they lost.
0: I, yeah, no shit. Thanks. I appreciate that. But you're covering it up. No, you're I'm not. No, I'm guys, not. Stop, stop, stop. These are grown put, men. No, I have moved on. I moved on. I've moved on from yesterday. We did a post game show for 40 minutes and we talked about everything about that game. I am looking at, I'm looking at what the good things in that game and the bad things in that game and using those things to project the next five games. And from what I'm seeing is an offensive line that played their ass off yesterday and that run block for 270 yards. I'm looking at the fifth and sixth running back on the roster this year, both going over 100, both doing some really nice things. Also, they both killed their team yesterday, right?
1: Those yards don't matter.
0: Zach, I'm projecting for – you're about to make me go berserk here. Do you not understand the conversation that I'm trying to have? I am not focusing on the reality and the result of yesterday. I'm looking towards the future because the Titans have work to do. Does
1: that make sense? Does that make sense? It makes sense, but I'm not going to let
0: them I'm not I'm not letting them
1: and be okay By, when oh, they they I'm do. I'm trying to evaluate this like I'm like I'm on
0: Mike Vrabel's staff to say, okay, how can we save the season instead of being down the toilet like you're talking about.
1: No, I, I'm not. The, no, I'm not saying they're down the toilet. I'm saying that the mistakes that they are making are preventable, and that's I the don't issue. I
0: disagree. And now so, you, no, I, and, and,
1: and but that's my point. And if you're asking what my point is, which you did, which is it's not one of those things where a superior team just beat the brakes off of you yesterday by by multiple scores. That was not the case. No, it was the, a very the winnable Titans- game. The Titans had the ability, but the players, which are grown-ass men and are paid very, very handily, whether you're a, you're a veteran minimum guy or you're on a NFL roster on game day, your ass is getting – Amy Adams-Strunk is cutting a check that, that everybody would like to have. You, they've been playing football their entire lives. I'm not making excuses for these guys. These guys are also not called on like Derrick Henry is, right? They got – they have three running backs. I mean, they—they they, there was some switch up. They, it's not – the weight of the world is not all on one singular person's shoulders, but they can't hold on to the football when they have to. Right.
0: Yes. Okay, so here are three things about the game, and then we'll kind of go forward with what I'm trying to say, okay? Yesterday was a very winnable game, but good things were ruined by catastrophic mistakes. And right now, with the situation the Titans roster is in, they have a razor thin margin of error. And so, when you have the roster that they have, you can't overcome catastrophic mistakes. Did they not have good two things weeks in a history? row? Yes. Nine turnovers, really eight that mattered uh, the last two weeks because that last fumble by Kari Blassing game, I, it doesn't matter to me. I had already moved on by the time that happened with 28 seconds left and you're down by 23 points. But again, The good thing is, Mike Vrabel and the entire coaching staff looks at Deontay Foreman and looks at Dontrell Hilliard and points it out with their little uh, red laser pointer in the film meeting and say, "You cannot afford to do this. You killed this football team with that fumble, Randy Bullock. You cannot miss this kick because you you hurt our team doing dumb stuff uh, yesterday to hurt the football team. Jack Rabbit, do better. Jayon, don't miss a tackle. All there are there are coachable mistakes." to get right for the last five games of the season. And the margin of error will start to widen as some of these key players return from IR and other injuries. And so therefore, I saw some things in the loss yesterday that can be good over the next five games to end the regular season that can help the Titans for a playoff run. That's how I feel about it.
1: The only thing that will help them for a playoff run is the return of Derrick Henry. Like, there's one guy. There's not anybody else. A.J. Brown Julio Jones will help. Julio Jones, we don't even know, will help because the guys had one good game. Like, come on. The only yeah. There's one man. They're waiting on one guy. They're waiting on Daddy to come home. <laughs> That's it. So sure, all of these other got- good experiences and Week 12 learning lessons – that's all good and all well. It's actually not. Who who gives a damn? Nobody cares. You lost a football game. You're waiting on daddy to return home and help save your ass and try to carry you to a Super Bowl. That's the uh, they're waiting on one Zach, man. And my up, issue your- is that that Mike Vrabel and the entire coaching staff and all of Titans Nation knew that you can't make mistakes like they made, but they yes. made them anyway for two straight weeks. Yes. I'll ask you this, Austin. Okay. Do you believe that they can correct that with these players to an extent? Yeah.
0: Like I don't think like they cannot win consistently with the wide receivers they currently have. That hurts. Like the reason why Tannehill was so bad yesterday is because guys could not get open consistently, and Tannehill was having was not comfortable with who he's throwing the football to. That's true. But can't but yeah, I do think they can. Can they win with Hilliard and Foreman? Absolutely. Those guys look really good. Well, Yesterday, I'll send the football. Two massive mistakes, catastrophic. Zach, I, you love you love Webster's Dictionary. What does catastrophic mean? Because that when I'm, I'm using the word catastrophic for a reason, it ends everything. It blows it up. It they, kills you. To, on top
1: of that, they lose some trust too. You know well, they
0: didn't because they kept hanging the football after all Well, those. they
1: didn't have anybody else. But those, no, I'm talking about moving forward for their team. I'm not talking about the individuals playing. I'm talking about the team. Do you believe that those guys can hold on to the football? What made Derrick Henry so great is that he scored touchdowns, he ran guys, he'd throw people in the bleachers, and he'd hold on to the football. He did not have a foot fumbling problem over the last several years. And then you bring in two new guys and they have fumbling issues. I mean, yes, it's it like literally. I, I just don't understand the Hilliard. I, I'm, I'm, I'm that, no, but, I'm yeah, but what did Dontrell Hilliard
0: do with it? He turned around and had a 68 yard touchdown run the next drive. That's that's, that's, that's called that's good. You want to see like I'd want i, I have a, I love having a player like that. He
1: makes a mistake, but he goes out there and doesn't let him crush his game. That's no, good. I, that, that's all well and good, but I, I it's like Foreman, uh, you, you just can't do that. And I, no, I, of I guess, course, I, I, I have some doubts now in the next, in the last five weeks of the season. When they're running the football, I'll be holding my breath a little bit longer.
0: All right, so let's ask this question because I've, I've tried to set this up. Again, I'm not focused on yesterday. I am looking and trying to project on what yesterday showed me and what can happen for the last five games of the regular season. So let's ask this question. How many games will the Titans win in the last five of the regular season? How many games with the Titans win in the final five games of the season. But real quick, let me tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, make sure you know who to go to. You also know who to trust. And that's the folks at the Bone & Joint Institute with over a dozen doctors in their at their Franklin location They can truly get you back to health with the rehab facility as well and streamline that process, boneandjointtn.org.
1: A to Z Sports, we are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. They got you covered. I I haven't told you this. I had my best week of betting this past week of the football season. Even I stopped. I, I didn't bet on any NBA Sunday. But I won the majority of my prop bets thanks to BetMGM. They gave me that opportunity. Download the app today on your Android or Apple phone. They've got you covered. And tonight... BetMGM, code ATOZ200, no spaces altogether, ATOZ200, $10 Moneyline Wager for new users will win you $200 if either team scores a touchdown. So download the app. That's BetMGM.
0: All right, so how many games will the Titans win in the last five of the season? They're 8-4. and After losing two in a row, I'll just go ahead and put this schedule graphic up there that we've got. So it's easy to look at the bottom right uh, corner of your screen after that bye week. Jags at home at Pittsburgh, who got shellacked yesterday by Cincinnati. Uh, the Niners are all of a sudden uh, looking pretty, pretty tough there uh, on uh, Christmas Eve, Eve on Thursday Night Football at home. The Dolphins and then at the Texans again. So those are the five games that you have. Zach, I'm going to send you to the comment section. How many games? can the titans win of those five uh to get them to the playoffs
1: all right a uh, lot of a lot of numbers come ro- rolling in tyler says two andrew with two kyle says all five kyle kyle i hope kyle's right i mean that's but <laughs> we'll come back to kyle uh derek says four jared says three noah says three mark goes with Kyle with five, Matt three. Daniel goes with, with Kyle and Mark with five MB goes two. Uh, Brock says four out of five, three and two over the last five weeks from Aaron. Uh, Orlando says three or four. Tim says three. Steven says three. Rob says three. Scott says three. Nicholas says three. So a string of threes coming in Blake with the lowest one that we've seen Blake a little bit pessimistic, saying one, not mm. seeing what he, he'd like to see from the Titans the last two weeks. He's carrying that over, but a lot of threes and Alex comes in at two. Austin, what is your number? Uh,
0: real quick, let me address the one because uh, well, also, one. Yeah. what? Carmel I was also say, says another one. yeah, it says one. So the the magic number for the Titans is three, not three wins for the Titans. But combine three wins for the Titans and losses for the Colts. So that's how the Titans win the AFC South is Titans wins and Colts losses. Does not matter who. Yeah, it does not matter who. The Titans have a three-game lead over the Indianapolis Colts, right? Eight and four and six and six plus the head-to-head. So a three-game lead over the Colts. So if the Titans win three games, the Colts cannot afford to get in there, even if they win out because that's just even up at 11 and six the Titans got the tiebreaker so every Titans win and Colts lost you're, you're you're right there so that was a big thing that happened yesterday with the Colts losing to the Buccaneers so uh but I think Zach I honestly feel like there are three wins on the schedule I, I think there are four winnable games uh you know really you could say injuries are interesting they're gonna they gotta beat the Jags the Jags you can beat them at home the Steelers is a winnable game on the road. And you also get Bud Dupree back for that. You should have Julio Jones also back for the Steelers game. You should have A.J. Brown back for that Niners game. I think the one game that's probably the hardest to win is the San Francisco 49ers game on Thursday Night Football. But I think at Steelers is winnable. Dolphins at home, winnable. At Texans, winnable. So I think there are four winnable games of these five, but I think the Titans get three of them. And that's all you need. If you get to 11 wins, I think you feel pretty good about it. You win the division, and you have a home playoff game. You're not going to get the one seed, but you got a home playoff game. And at that point, you hope that you get A.J., Julio, Dupree, a bunch of others. Uh, you get your two inside linebackers back uh, you, with Long and Evans. You get Nate Davis back. You get a lot, again, so there's 17 guys on IR. Not all of them can come off, but a bunch of them can. And then Derrick Henry. When can Derrick Henry return? Can he be back, you know, mid-January or early January uh, to help the Titans actually achieve their goals in the playoffs?
1: I think they make the playoffs is you said that if the number is three, the Colts, I think their losable games are against, they still have to play the Patriots. The Cardinals and the Raiders. The other two games are against the Texans and the Jags. So those are winnable for them. I think the Colts that they. Have six.
0: The Colts have a bye week in here too.
1: Um, that I do not know. Uh, let's see, the fifth and the eighteenth. Yeah, they have a bye week after the Texans game. Okay. So. I think that the Titans win two games and the Indianapolis Colts at least lose one. So they get in the playoffs. That's
0: all that happens. All that has to happen.
1: The the season uh, they've proven that they can't win without Derrick Henry consistently. I'm not, I'm not hating on them for that. That's their best player. He's the best running back in the NFL. It's their whole identity. It is their philosophy. So I'm not hating on him, but what he's not coming back next week or the next week. Right? So I I think that the Titans out of the next five games will win two. That gives them to the ten wins. That puts them at ten and seven. And they host a playoff game. And they they wait till Daddy comes home off IR. I mean, you really? you know? The one sister says, "Oh, I'm Dad. I'm dead. No, bro, seventy seven ain't Dad. The real Daddy of this city is Derrick Henry. He is the guy that stirs the drink. And they will never, they're just not the same football team and will never be the same football team without Derrick Henry in his prime, not on the roster or not active, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, I think two, and here's the reason why. I think the Jags are winnable. I think that's, and I think the Texans are winnable. I think the Steelers at Pittsburgh, I think that's a tough place to play. I, I don't judge the Steelers on them getting blown out yesterday. I think they are not great but I think that they could beat the Titans. And then you got to worry about the surging 49ers and the Dolphins. The Dolphins are opportunistic at times. If you've watched them this season, defensively they have made plays and Tua is, uh, and and it's the Hawaiian comparison. He's kind of like Mariota. He's not consistent, but he has flashes where it's like, wow, there was a little bit more zip on that ball or that was a good read. That was a good slant route. Uh, and catch and throw to Jalen Waddle, or that was a good deep ball, but it's not consistent by any means. I don't know where the Dolphins will be by week 16 or 17.
0: Yeah, that's week 17, because it's the January 2nd is that Dolphins game. So the thing about the Steelers is like, you know, they beat the Bills in week one. They had a, a I think they had a special teams touchdown in that win with a block punt, if I remember correctly, all the way back to early September. But their, their, their wins are like, you know, they won, They lost three in a row. They started one and three. Then they ripped off four straight wins, but they beat the Broncos, the Seahawks, with no Russ at the Browns, which was an ugly game. And then they beat the Bears by two. So it's not like they, they've exactly had some high-quality wins. They tied the freaking Lions, and they lost to the Chargers and blown out by the Bengals. The Steelers have a lot of issues uh, with what they're doing. And so I, I don't think the Steelers – it's a winnable game. That's the point at Pittsburgh in December with this Steelers team is absolutely a winnable game. And that's that's where I think it's a toss-up.
1: Well, here's what we've learned. And this is very important. You can make some mistakes and still win football games with your key players like Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. You can make a couple of those mistakes. Tannehill can throw a pick or even two, and they can still be in it. They can play a bad half of football against the Seahawks and still be in it. But without those guys, those mistakes are amplified and you're not going to win. Like They played really well in the first half against the Rams. They got the lead and they could play kind of their game. But once you get the Titans off of their game without their best players, your goose is cooked. So I agree that the Steelers is a winnable game if. They don't make mistakes like they have been making, and it's just they. If Derrick Henry was on the field they, and Tannehill throws, uh, uh, let's say somebody fumbles, let's say there's two turnovers, and then they go into halftime and they're only down three, but you still have Derrick Henry. That's a winnable game. Without with 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 Foreman and Hilliard and the that that Calvary, you're you're uphill climb. Yeah. But
0: again, like the amount of mistakes goes beyond the turnovers from yesterday. Cause I mentioned three turnovers, all, you know, minus the Kari blasting game, three turnovers in plus territory, in Patriots territory, <clears throat> and four points off the board because of missed kicks. Plus, let's think about this special teams was terrible yesterday. They cost you 11 yards on the opening kickoff of the game with a holding. Then they cost you, Zach, 32 yards on the first punt. 32
2: Backed
1: yards. 30. Well, it's because they're putting their defense in such terrible situations over and over. Yeah, when Mac Jones stepped on the field for the first time, he was in scoring. <laughs> he was inside the 40. He's inside the 40 yard line. Because of the uh illegal
0: formation on the punt cost him 32 yards from the previous punt. And what happened in the opening, the opening drive of the second of the, of the third quarter? Face mask on the punt return. Where did Mac Jones start? Plus territory again. So again, special teams was terrible yesterday. So I think the Titans can win three games out of these last five to get them at uh, eleven and six, which is successful considering the the path they've been through through the middle of the season. And they're starting to get guys healthy and back on off of IR over the last uh, month here.
1: And here's pure optimism if you're a Titans fan. If Diana Rossini, if her report. Ends up becoming true. I think the Jags are a winnable game. I'm more uh, toss-up mode on the Steelers in Pittsburgh. But what was her report about the Jags? No, a report about Derrick Henry returning. If the Jags are a winnable game, if Derrick Henry comes back in January, like she Jack, they the play optim- the Jags
0: next week, like.
1: You're not listening to what I'm saying. You you just did something else and didn't pay attention. What I'm saying and was trying to say is then it turns into three games because you have the two in January and the Jags after the bye week. So that's on you to pay attention okay. to what I'm saying, okay. not anything else. Okay, my bad. I confused there for a second.
0: Um, so uh, Andrew says, who can come back after the bye? Not that many, right? So we've got Adam Holt working on that. So an article will come out later today, a azsports.com uh that will have you know when key titans can come back off IR uh but I, I do know Bud Dupree and Julio Jones uh should be able to come back uh, uh after for the Pittsburgh game.
1: I I said this in our our pre show discussion. The rest of the year is simply about survival. I think Austin you brought some good facts to the table of the number three one, two, three, three. You got to get three in the best way possible, where Tampa and Tom Brady did you a favor yesterday. That was big. If if the Colts win that game, then they're on a big time winning streak because they got the Texans next week and then a bye. I think this is survival to get a home playoff game, win the AFC, Daddy comes back, and you try to make a run. And I hate that this it's kind of gone that way, but. You know, you can't change the past. You can't go back. Uh There's, there's no hot tub time machine. You got to just do what you, you can. Survive, win two games, and the Colts will lose one. The Colts will lose at least once by the end of the year. So all your job is to win two games. I think you can do that out of five.
0: All right, I just saw the funniest, most ridiculous comment that I've seen all show long. And so I want to... I'm going to point that comment out and then we'll talk about the injury situation. But first act, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai, because this comment needs a tease here.
1: Uh, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. Payne Bone and his team will hook you up right there at the bottom of the screen. You've got that Palisade or the Sonata, the Elantra or the Santa Fe. They've got your perfect make and model. If you're buying a car or looking for a car this holiday season, it's about to be December, the holidays are vast approaching Christmas right around the corner you sitting there saying, "Look, we need a new car, honey. I I need you to stop driving around in that that old beat up minivan that all the people are at school are making you making fun of you. I need we need to get you in a good ride and a safe ride. That's important for your family. That Palisade, it's sleek, it's well designed, and it's very safe. You got bucket seats, you got third row seating." Check out the Hyundai Palisade. Payne Bone and his team will hook you up this holiday season, whether you're buying for yourself, your wife, your kids, whoever is looking at that car, Wilson County Hyundai has you covered. I don't forget, download the BetMGM app. Use our code. Use
0: this code tonight, actually, for new users. Code ATOZ200. That's ATOZ200. And a $10 Moneyline wager on tonight's game wins you 200 bucks If either team scores a touchdown, that's a great thing. You can't pass that up. So if you're a new user and want to be a new user, download the app. Use our code ATOZ200 after your first deposit you get a, uh, a $10 Moneyline wager wins you $200 if either team scores a touchdown. Visit bedmgm.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years old must be present in Tennessee. And for gambling problem support, call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. All right, the most ridiculous comment of the morning. Um, I don't know, if Zach, if you saw this, but we're going to go over to YouTube for it. T-Town Brown. This team needs some adversity, in my opinion. Playing a few road games might help them. T-Town thinks the Titans needed more adversity, more adversity like T-Town. Like what? You think they've been skating through without adversity? What more adversity do you want the Titans to go up against? They've had the most adversity of any team in NFL history. Like they've had, they've played 85 guys. Kevin Hogan took a snap at the end of the game. That was 85th player of the season to take a snap. They're starting their fifth and sixth running back. I don't know, I can't even count on two hands the amount of wide receivers who have played in the game. Adversity, you want this team to have more adversity? To go play a few road games might help them out? No. A bye week helps them out. T-Town, what the hell are you talking about? I don't understand this is the most ridiculous comment I've seen all day. This team needs some adversity in my opinion.
1: Plus, you know, have guys done playing a road game?
0: <laughs> yeah, what the hell are you talking about? Like are you where have you been? Wake up like who did you watch the game? Like, need some adversity. No, they need less adversity. They've had all the adversity. They what need are you a break.
1: About? No, they, they they need what just game, <laughs> yeah. they they need a break. They need like, a week what? break.
0: My face is red. What are you talking about? <laughs> T Town says you were talking he's back. He says you were talking playoffs, bro. We can use oh, so you think they should play road games in the playoffs. Okay.
1: Well, That's a, I, th- that, that he's going to the Mike Vrabel mentality because of their run a couple of years ago to the AFC championship game. But what we all know, the easiest way to make it to the Super Bowl is a one seed, a buy at home field advantage. That's why they give that out. You, you know?
0: Yeah, they're so, good.
1: They, they, they have had more adversity than you ate at Thanksgiving. Like that, they, they have had plenty. I said this in the po- postgame show. The ultimate positive outlook is that this team that played New England yesterday will look nothing like the team that should yeah. go into the playoffs.
0: Yeah. You know what? A little adversity might help. I mean, I just, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't mean to just dunk on T-Town like that, but it just, I, I saw that comment and I, I lost it laughing and then just thinking, how like how do you how do you think that way? <laughs> like I, I don't get that. I don't understand that at all. So now we can move on to our next conversation.
1: Well, okay. this is the hardest question. Yes, and I, I don't. There is a right and wrong answer, but I I think that this is so. This goes to the adversity conversation, and I'm curious to see what the chat says. Are the Titans' injuries the most injured team in National Football League history? in the history of the game are the titans injuries a reason or an excuse for their two game losing streak so let's focus mainly on them losing to the texans at home and then yesterday getting beat pretty handily uh in that second half final score 36-13 the problem is they have only scored 13 points in back-to-back weeks in yeah. those so yes. is it a reason or is it an excuse I think it's a good question. What does the chat say? All right, so uh,
0: the chat is starting to pour it in. Uh, Steven says reason. Scott says reason. Uh, Ryan says reason. Jason reason, no doubt. Uh, Jared, 100% an excuse. Preston says excuse.
1: I think 100% excuse is harsh, but
0: I... Ramon says both. Orlando says mo both, but mostly a reason. Derek says reason. Lane says excuse. Had a chance to win both. Um, uh, let's see. Mister Clean with a K says the reason. Uh, it's a reason, but the OC is terrible. Getting out of town. Like I, I, am not a big Todd Downing guy. Uh, but he's got a tough job. Reason, reason. Uh, so I think that most people are saying reasons. Uh, on, on this. So Zach, I'll let you.
1: Go. Well. Well, I, I'm going to swing it over, and let's hear what Taylor Lewan has to say, because okay. after the game, I, I I sat there, I listened to the press conferences, and Lewan brings up, and he kind of answers. Now, he didn't say excuse or reason, but he does say what has been going on behind closed boor- doors dealing with all of these injuries.
2: I don't know. I mean, we've we've dropped two in a row, so... Uh, our record, you know, that's a, that's a huge bummer uh, on our record and how we've, you know, lost that one seed or, or whatever. But, you know, Rave has done such a great job as a head coach of putting guys in. I mean, injuries happen. There's nothing we can do about it. I, I don't, you know, if there was a way to stop injuries, every single team in the NFL would do it. Um, how many we've had this year is just a super, you know, super unfortunate. But Vrabel every single week, harps on the team keys, puts guys in there. Our coaches do a great job of, you know, if we have our whole starting offensive line putting more in the offensive line, we have our whole receiver core putting more in them and and plugging and playing guys and and teaching them the game plan to where they know what's going on and they can go play fast and aggressive. And I think, um, you know, I think Rabel and this whole entire coaching staff deserves a lot of credit for that.
0: It's first time I've heard that. So, I mean, go, continuing what you were going to play off of it with.
1: Well, I think where LaJuan sees, and I have seen this based on what LaJuan said and what we've seen on the field. You know what are they dealing with? Where is the pressure going to be applied? And I think the hard part was they got they got had by mistakes. I think the game plan, and I don't, I've seen the three keys being in and out of the facility. I know how they work during the week. They have three keys, they plaster them all up uh, across the board, all throughout the facility. You're constantly reminded of those keys of the week. That's how they do it. I don't know what the three keys were heading into the Patriots game, but I would assume run the football was a part of it. They focused on putting pressure on the running backs because they didn't believe in their wide receiving core because they had just placed A.J. Brown on IR, and Julio Jones wasn't walking through that door. And the tight end position hasn't given you diddly-poo for the entire year, it feels like, consistently. They relied on the running backs, and the running backs killed them. The the yards are great. But the two fumbles by your guys that had a hundred yards apiece, mm-hmm. they they and that is the unfortunate part, right? I think they relied on Tannehill in Houston. And that was unfortunate. The pressure was applied to Tannehill. They didn't come well, out of the gates great. So well, even more pressure was on their quarterback. And he didn't fit the bill by throwing four picks. But let's think about the the
0: differences in the two games, because the Titans, you're right. They were like they threw the ball a lot with Tannehill. And Fifty-two it, times. Right. Well, and that the game dictated that towards the end, but that obviously wasn't the plan going into it. But the Patriots game was don't throw the ball because you don't have anybody to throw it to. The Texans game plan was throw the ball because you had AJ Brown and Marcus Johnson until you didn't. And then you're like, oh crap, now what? And it's pouring down rain. And Des Fitzpatrick doesn't know what to do. And he's playing, Des Fitzpatrick played 62 snaps against the Texans. That is ridiculous. That is way too many for Des Fitzpatrick to play. And so, you know, it's, I I, I really like that comment by Lawan because you get to kind of see what they're dealing with behind closed doors. Of So when you're asking the question, is it an excuse or is it a reason David says injuries are an excuse players and coordinators not being good enough is a reason not go ahead
1: I, I, I want I'll answer real quick
0: yeah, because I mean. tend
1: to I tend to gravitate towards David I mean I always have if you know anything about me I don't give a damn get the job done I think this is a very unique situation I would never say 100 percent an excuse but I do think it is an excuse because I come from the school of no one cares. Nobody cares how injured you are. Nobody cares that you wrecked your car and you got to get a new one. Find a way to your job. Nobody cares. And that's what the NFL is. I have I have a little bit less no one cares in me because of the circumstance. I will give them that, right? <laughs> so you, but are you, are you, this is more of an excuse because they didn't come out and play the right way. We talked about self-inflicted mistakes though that is on you bro that's not on anybody else Ryan Tannehill throwing really bad passes or them making mistakes where Chester Rogers is not in the right spot they get down on the Texans they're playing comeback the entire game that's on you bro you go to New England you play an efficient game to a degree but then you fumble the football and you miss kicks and you leave points on the board that's on you bro these are excuses for the injuries because they had been in striking distance, but they're deficiencies of their own mistakes. That's on you. So I, I'm more mistakes. I'm not 100% because injuries are a reason. It's a reason that you can't make big plays or downfield throws because you don't have guys to do it. But I respect what Vrabel, he put his players in situations to thrive players didn't execute.
0: So uh, Dom's comment says injuries are an excuse when you're the most injured team in NFL history. That's a reason. And that
1: I know I'm not going to argue completely with that because I think Dom brings up a point. So
0: I'm going to bring something up that a former Titan consistently say, says about the NFL. And and I think it's an interesting point. And I want to give a lot of credit to Blaine Bishop for how he, how he says this. Uh, But real quick, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse and Renters Warehouse Nashville. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. There are so many different ways to use Renters Warehouse for your benefit, whether it's creating extra cash flow for you and your family, or uh, if it's uh, by getting that long-term wealth and and retirement plan ready because of using rental property. Renters Warehouse, they do all of the work for you. All you got to do is to start your process at RentersWarehouse.com.
1: A to Z Sports, we are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. Use that promo code right there on the screen. Plus, tonight, Monday Night Football, BetMGM for new users. Use the promo code ATOZ200 for a $10 money line wager to win $200 if either team scores a touchdown. There will be touchdowns scored tonight. You need to download the app today.
0: All right, so my answer to the question is I think the injuries are the reason. The injuries are the reason why the Titans have lost. The last two games. Now they have made mistakes inside of those games situationally that have helped cause those losses. Right. But overall big picture, the injuries are a reason because the mistakes are being made by replacement level players or less than replacement level players. Cause nobody knew who Dontrell Hilliard was nine days ago. Deontay Foreman was on the couch 25 days ago. So when you bring in, and this is where the Blaine Bishop quote comes in. When you play in the in the NFL, you have starters and you have special teams players and you have practice squad players. And in the starters, you've got superstar and role player, even if they're both starters. Whenever some, Whenever a player has to play above his role, the player is automatically more prone to making mistakes because that is not what they are... Good at doing that is not their ability, and so whenever a player has to play above their ability, they will consistently make more mistakes. But if a practice squad player is is up for a game and all they got to do is play five reps on special teams, then go up there and do their job. But now when that special team practice squad guy is being called upon for twenty five offensive snaps, they're probably going to make a handful of mistakes that hurt your football team. When Ryan Tannehill is used to throwing 25 passes a game because they have the best running back on planet Earth, and they've got Julio Jones and A.J. Brown.
1: Tannehill's not the superstar.
0: Tannehill's a starter, but he's not the superstar starter. So I'm when Ryan great. Tannehill has to be play above his role, he is more prone to making mistakes, especially when he has practice squad guys who are playing above their role times two, right? Like you've got practice squad guys who are not just role players or backups; they're practice squad guys who are starters. And so now the mistakes continue to pile up. So therefore, the injuries are a reason. the The players are making mistakes because they're having to play above their ability, and they might be able to do that and have a sixty yard, eight yard touchdown run, but they're gonna fumble. They might be able to do that and do some good things, but they're going to blow a coverage.
1: So I, I love what you just said. I think that makes complete sense. I, I, Blaine, props to Blaine right there. My guy, go in, that's some good stuff because it does make a lot of sense. I do think that there is one small caveat that I would add to help cut down on those mistakes. And that is when you have a coaching staff and there's a reason why they get paid. Now their role elevates and coaches are coaches. You got to come out and remind Foreman and Hilliard, hold on to the football every single time he comes off the field to keep that in his mind. So when Foreman breaks his 30 yard run, instead of looking up at the big screen, he's, he's, He's holding this or projecting towards the sidelines to use as uh, as some help because if the ball goes out of bounds, they can't recover it, right? Mm-hmm. So I agree with everything that you said, but coaching comes into play. And I'm not saying that the coaches have not done a good job, but there's more pressure on them as well. And they have to rise to the occasion if they're going to win games. And let's face it, make the playoffs because it's not a done deal yet. They're in a great spot. And Derrick Henry's not coming back in the next several weeks. A.J. Brown's not coming back in the next several weeks. Julio Jones may come back in the next several weeks. Julio Jones can come back for Jacksonville. We have no idea where he'll be. He says he's good to go all season, and then he gets out there, and he ain't good to go.
0: I, I our rules will say that he can come back for Jacksonville. Will he or will he not? I don't know.
1: Right. But so,
0: Dupree pre has to sit out. Jacksonville can come back for Pittsburgh.
1: So uh, with everything that you stated that Blaine said I'm with, but it's the coaching responsibilities to realize that and understand that and Tannehill. And this is the last thing I'll say. Tannehill's not a superstar. I mean, I, we, we figured that out hundred percent. I think that he played really good elite-level football for a long time because he had a superstar behind him in Derrick Henry. This was his opportunity, and he can't cut the mustard when he doesn't have his superstars around him. That puts a lot more strain on everybody because he's the most important player now, you know? Mm-hmm. And he has not elevated his game to X-game mode, you know? But, you know I'm
0: saying? But he, but saying? he also... But he also can't when you're throwing to Nick Westbrook-Akine, Chester Rogers, you know, Cody Hollister, and Des Fitzpatrick. Uh,
1: and and
0: no-name no tight ends.
1: But guys like, like superstars like Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers. Lamar Jackson threw four picks yesterday. And, and, and won. So, so there you go. But His defense did a
0: pretty good but job. But he won, him.
1: and nobody cares when... Uh, and and that was if you watch, watch the game last night, it's because Cleveland couldn't move the ball at the end of the game. He actually got them in position to kick a game-winning field goal. Then Baker got the ball back and got fourth down and couldn't move it. So that's actually how that game went.
0: Well, yeah. So for, so did you just contradict yourself? For <laughs> no, but but Lamar, but no, but Lamar. We've seen it before. The Ravens were able to overcome Lamar's mistakes.
1: But no, but we've seen a superstar type quarterback overcome all of the things that. Are thrown his way whether it's injuries not to this degree because this is the most in NFL history but Austin I, I'm kind of glad that this has happened we figured out that Ryan Tannehill is not a superstar I think that there was some question because of how well he played for the last two years you know and here's the last thing I'll, that I, I'll bring up Troy if they being the Titans had drafted well they wouldn't be in this position. That was when we were talking about role players. Troy does bring up, I think something that does need to be mentioned. If you draft correctly, you know, in years past in this past year, maybe you're not in this position. That's ifs and well, buts, beers and nuts, yeah, but I think it's yeah. a point.
0: Yeah, it is a point. Cause you do have Christian Fulton playing out of his mind. You've got Elijah Molden playing well at times. Monty rice is playing well at times, but then he goes out for, and he was out for the game yesterday Uh, And so now you're down to Dylan Cole playing linebacker, right? Dylan Cole might be great on kickoff team and Dylan Cole might be able to cover punts like, like a demon, but Dylan Cole's drops his pick six, right? That's, that's the perfect example. The perfect example, what I was talking about of a player having to play above his ability in a different role
1: that he's not able to do. No, I I know, and I brought up the Lamar thing because if you watch that Monday night game against the Colts, Lamar put everybody on his back, followed me, and he won that game single handedly. Yes, Ryan Tannehill can't do that. He can't. Not and so it's okay. It's, it's, it's okay. It's fine. But we just we needed to figure this out, and the only way to do that is to eliminate Daddy, which is Derrick Henry. All right.
0: So we've got a couple uh, comments that have, that have said, you know, what about the strength coach? What about the strength coach? It is impossible for us right now to know anything. Blake, he says, I say fire the strength and condition coordinator. It is impossible for us to know anything that they're doing right or anything that they're doing wrong. Because nobody that covers this team watches workouts, in April, May, June, July, August through the season. Nobody's in the weight room. We're not allowed in there. Never have been COVID or not. And so we don't know what their training philosophies are. We don't know if this is just a string of bad luck and just as Lawan put it, super unfortunate, or if they're doing something that is creating more soft tissue injuries. We don't, we don't know. And we're never really gonna know, but unless the Titans had the look, one thing I do know, the Titans must self-evaluate their strength and conditioning program after the season. It, whatever they find out is whatever they find out. I don't know if it's if they find out that being the, the cause or not, but they have to self-evaluate that program.
1: Yeah, I mean it's unfair. I don't know. I, I don't do know. not know what goes on in there. I, I don't know what program. I don't know how many deadlifts they do a day. I I, I don't know. So I'm not going to sit there and call for a man's job. Obviously, it's results-based. Obviously, they'll have to reevaluate what they're going to do in the offseason. But uh, right now, uh, they'll have to. And they had this a a few years ago with malarkey, right? Hamstrung malarkey. Everybody had a hamstring injury. This year kind of feels similar, but times five. Uh, but now, I, I don't think that you can just pile on something that we we truly don't know, and and no other reporter or member of the media knows. Uh, they've done some digging, but we just don't know the process, right? That is a, a little bit more, as they say, inside baseball. That's a little bit more inside the facility to to sit there and call for a man's job. Yeah, I think it, it should be on the. I, I think it should be on the table in this offseason,
0: but yes. not right now. Uh, Orlando says soft tissue injuries have have to go all the way back to the first day minicamp and strength and conditioning. MB says soft tissues injuries are a result of lack of conditioning, days off, load management, etc. Doesn't help. I mean, I don't know. Like we, we they like they do load management, but they're still doing conditioning. So it's just we don't know. We honestly do, we do not know. And TK says something. Nothing can prevent concussions. Yeah, I mean I, I agree with that. <laughs> Nothing like concussions happen, and that sucks. But like. It's just, it's, it's frustrating because it doesn't have an answer, right? Like that's, that's the, the most frustrating part. It is, you know, you can say strength and conditioning, bro. Yeah. But we don't know. Like you don't know either. You can bitch about it and, and call them out all you want, but we ha- we don't know. Cause this, all right. Anyway, let's get the bad sales job uh, here on this Monday to wrap it up. We're going to have a better bad sales job than we did last week. Cause I just decided to take an L and not participate. Uh, so it, it will be better. It will be better, uh, but real quick, let me tell you guys about kind of what we're talking about. Mandu, the pulse of fitness. I know this when I'm dealing with a little a knee injury or something, or, or my shoulders bothering me, and I can't, you know, do a, a shoulder press that's putting too much on my shoulder. I can't, you know, squat because it's putting too much on my bad knee. Mandu, Mandu's it because I can keep that strength on my on my muscles and avoid hurting my uh, already banged up joints or help rehab some of those injuries. Mandu.com. It's the pulse of fitness because it's a 15 minute workout of full body, electronic muscle stimulation that can help you recover from some injuries and help you prevent injuries as well by focusing on your muscles and not on those joints. Again, mandu.com. Your first workout is free. And if you tell them a to Z sports sent you, they will take a hundred bucks off your first month. When you sign up, that's at mandu.com.
1: We are powered by bet MGM download the app today. Uh, Use the promo code on the screen or ATOZ200 today for new users. They are the king of sports books. All right. It's time for Monday and we got both participants ready and raring to go for our end of show All right,
0: Zach, bad sales job. Here's what we're going to do is that, uh, you got, we both have 30 seconds to sell the bad sales job that the other gives uh, to us. And you guys are the voters. You comment Austin or Zach uh, of who won the bad sales job segment. And the first to get 20 votes is the winner. So, Zach, I will start by giving my bad sales job to you. And this is actually on topic. Zach, sell us on why Titan strength and conditioning coach Frank Perino deserves a raise and promotion based off the Titans' results on the field. Why Titan strength and conditioning coach Frank Perino deserves a raise and promotion based off the Titans' results on the field. And I will get my clock ready when you are ready. I can start on your first word.
1: Frank's going to act like the middleman. That's the best part because you're going to give this man a raise based on what he has done. And he's going to take said raise and he's going to hire experts. He's going to completely transform and elevate his program where they're not going to have these issues before because he's going to have the money to pay right out of pocket that the Titans just paid him to come in and get some better help to prevent hamstrings, prevent all of these injuries that have occurred. Um, That's why the Titans will not no, be no, no, no.
0: Whenever you keep talking after 30, I'm just going to make more noise so nobody can hear it. <laughs> all right. So that was Zach's. Now I'm
1: ready. All right, Austin, you are going to have to sell us being a, Tennessee alum, yourself, and a fan of the Vols, why you personally want Josh Heupel to go to Oklahoma and have the Vols go back into a coaching search right now? Clock ready? It is.
0: When I see coaching search, I see dollar signs, Zach, and I can put my Tennessee alumnus status aside for the best thing for my business. And that is a Vols coaching search where all the fan base is ready to go looking for the next guy. And look, I like Josh Heupel. He did a great thing going seven and five, but I trust Danny White to hire a good coach after the fact. Heupel was just a band-aid to begin with. <laughs>
1: I agree with you, Mark. I went to the juggernaut. I I don't want to say anything, to say, but I think he's bleeding out. But that's – well, I'm going to shut up.
0: Yeah, you can't – that's against the rules there. All right, who won, me or Zach? So you just have to comment Austin or Zach. You, but you didn't even do it. Yeah, I did. Well, how did I not? I absolutely did. How did I not do it?
1: Well, you didn't say why you w- you wanted uh, Heupel to go to Oklahoma. That, that, or you, you Zach, the question. You, was, and I told you you're based on you being an alum or fan, and you said to set that aside. I said I can that, set it that, aside that, for the best thing for my business.
0: <laughs> like, all I,
1: right, race to 20.
0: I absolutely said, answer the question. So, all right, here, I'm going to let the comments roll in. Uh, and then, all right, I'm going to start counting now. So, I'm at the very beginning. Zach, 1-0. 1-1. 2-1 me. 2-2. G-Man says tie. Dom says tie. So, we're still at 2-2. Jacob, 3-2 me. Uh, Derek, 4-2 me. 5-2 me. 6-2 me. Dom wants overtime. Tie there. Uh, 6-3 me. Let's see um six four me six five me seven five eight five nine five you didn't give me
1: that was this was me
0: i did i did i did give you that that was your fifth so nine five damn it uh ten five how is that
1: five because right after that i have this you messed up Dude, okay, I'm sorry. If this I'm was tri- the fifth. I'm not doing this on purpose. You keep interrupting me and losing my But count. you're the scorekeeper. I'm trying.
0: I'm. I'm okay, hold on. Try. I'll, do better. <laughs> okay, I'll start over. Good Lord. There's some some guy on YouTube spamming not, the chat too. That, that's fine, but look, I, I, if you're the scorekeeper, you're the scorekeeper. Okay, I'll start over. I'll start over. Jesus. 1-1-1, one, 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 okay? 2-1 me, 2-2. Two, 3-2 two. Two, me. 4-2 me. 5-2 me. 6 to me. um, six three, six four, six five, seven five, eight five, nine five. Right where we freaking were. Ten five, eleven five, eleven six, eleven seven, eleven eight, eleven nine. Um, 11 Brock's is not a vote. Um, That's the vote for me, which is twelve nine, twelve ten, thirteen. 13 10, 13, 11, 13, 12, 14, 12, 15, 12, 16, 12, 17, 12.
1: I think that's
0: it. All right. I won. Trying to make me recount. thinking I'm cheating. Well, I, and it's not first. Of tw- it's not the first 20 votes. It's the first of 20 votes for you. And yeah, me. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, I, says you, yeah. you won. I won. So now what is it? Uh, s- 17,
1: 17,
0: 16, and two. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Another Monday show in the
1: books. Participate. I don't know how you won that? I I adamantly disagree with that. Well, of course you do. You're biased. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you did a good job. I I, I will give you. Oh, you used like twenty seconds and didn't say anything. <laughs> Uh, but, hey, it's not – I don't have to my, use – You don't It's have not a dictatorship. It's a democracy, so I can't do anything. There you go.
0: All right, we'll see you guys on a Tuesday. Have a great rest of your Monday. Don't forget sports.com for a bunch more content. We've got Titans content, Vols content going out all day long on the website, the, the podcast network with content galore as well, Buck Rising. Uh, I guess A-to-Z Sports primetime tonight, not hosted by Buck, uh, but we'll have a, a good treat for you guys tonight for A-to-Z Sports primetime at 8 p.m. Central Time. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Have a good one. Thanks.
1: Adios.